Turn with me, Matthew chapter five. Look at this. Matthew 5, 14 says this. And I need you to notice this first word that Jesus says here in the 14th verse. Look at this. You are the light of the world. You are. Scott, you are the light of the world. I just let that hang there for a second. You are the light of the world. I don't want to go down this rabbit trail long this morning. Um, But there's one thing that has been sort of void, and I've talked about this before, and we're going to have to continue to unpack this as we journey. But guys, listen, if you love Jesus in this room, and he's your savior, and you desire a relationship to continue to grow with him, there is an expectation. And that's a word that we don't use in the church much. But every other entity that is out there has expectations. So we've got to start unpacking this in love of what it means to have accepted what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross. So what does that mean? The expectation, this is one of them, that you, you, you are the light of the world. So these expectations aren't going to be the ones that if you don't, you don't live up to this, then you're out. That's not love. But guys, we have to lay in front of us what this thing means to walk like Jesus walked. And that we are the light of the world. What does that mean? I tell you, with understanding that comes great responsibility. To go look at this, it's somewhere in John, and I, I don't—I mean, I don't know exactly where it is, but somewhere in the book of John, you can Google this. Jesus Christ Himself, Jesus, Jesus said, and I quote Jesus, "I." am the light of the world. So which is it? See, here's where the responsibility comes our way. I I'm not going to force feed you. I'm not going to talk to you at the store about church and Jesus and why you hadn't been here and why you hadn't tithed. I don't even know if you're here or you tithe. Either one. I'm not going to force it. But my responsibility is just what Jesus says here. Jesus, I quote Jesus, Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And here in Matthew, he says, hey, Scott, you are the light of the world. Mm. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. I'm usually not a prop guy, but I'm a prop guy today. 
I think you need to see this. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. So this is not normal. This is not normal. This is not what Jesus intended. And let me just say this, not because I'm trying to divide the room or call anyone out. But if you're not a follower of Jesus, this is not an expectation for you. If you've not accepted Jesus as your savior yet, what I'm saying is is not, I'm not pushing that on you. The Holy Spirit is going to do that in such a way where, just like me, back a long time ago, when I was not a Jesus follower, he brought me along. If he did it for me, he's going to do it for you. I just need to say this as a side note. Hey, if you're not a follower of Jesus yet, like, like quit trying. Quit trying to like, overcome your sin. You hear me? Quit trying to clean up your mess. Because you can't do it. There is only one that can do it. His name is Jesus, and he's actually already done it. Let's realize it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about Jesus. What that means for your life and how that actually functions out there. Easy to be a Christian in this place right here from 11 was 12.02 now. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about Jesus. And so if you're here and you've never said, hey, I love Jesus and I know that he died for my sins and I am a Christ follower. If you've never done that, I invite you to the conversation. I'll be here till three o'clock today if you want to have a conversation. So if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, but you're saying, man, there's something weird inside of me that is drawing me to conversation about Jesus. His name is the Holy Spirit. He is drawing you. We will have a conversation today, right after this service. But if you're not a follower of Jesus, what I'm going to say over the next few minutes is not for you. This is for people who have accepted Jesus. This is an expectation that Jesus has placed on his people. He said, hey, live up to this. And he said that you are a light of the world. Nobody. I wish I could have heard Jesus say this. Because I guarantee you he didn't say it like this. Nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel basket. That's what he said in the original language, bushel basket, because that's what they taught me in Sunday school, right? He didn't say it like that. He didn't say, nobody lights a lamp. No, he said it with sarcasm, I truly believe. He said, why in the world would you light a light and then cover it up? See, for non-Christians, I am sorry. People like me, preachers, have made Jesus way more boring than he actually is. You wouldn't want to leave his presence if you truly encountered Jesus. And I'm not being ugly to people like me, but the reason I said this last week, and I don't know if I said it to you all, because the first service, I think I did. The reason there's not more people like flocking to follow Jesus is because they keep bumping into me. 
and not Jesus. Because Jesus was, I promise you, one of the most attractive persons that has ever walked the face of the earth. And so he said it just like this. He's like, probably, why would you light a lamp? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard that you would light a lamp and then put a bushel basket over it. He probably shook his head and was like, I don't get it. So let me stop. This is where many of us are or have been. We are here. Or we're thinking about going back to here. This is not what God intended for us. You have to be honest with yourself and don't be afraid of the truth. When the Holy Spirit leads you into facing some of the truths in your life, if it is the Holy Spirit, you will not even be afraid to voice them in confession. The Holy Spirit has led me and I just being totally transparent. This is what the Holy Spirit has shown me my life looks like. I'm a preacher. I have an office. And I work probably around 50-ish hours a week. You know what he led me to? He said, Scott, it doesn't take you 40 hours a week to prepare a sermon. It doesn't take you 40 hours a week to prepare a sermon. And so the next question that you all probably need to be asking me or my leaders is then what in the world is he doing? That. You know who loves that? The enemy. Loves that. The enemy loves people who are full of the Holy Spirit on fire for the movement of God. In Jesus' name, I love him with a pure and sincere heart. I've done this, not trying to escape the blame, but just because I didn't know any better. I had a a guy who taught me how to teach or preach back in like 2004. When I went back to school, and this is what he taught. Not that it's wrong for everyone, it is wrong for me. He said, for every minute that you're going to preach on stage, you need to prepare for an hour. Again, that's not wrong across the board, but listen, that's wrong for me. Because if I go sit in my office full of the Holy Ghost, passionate, and I hear God speaking, and I am seeing the things that God wants established here on this earth, if I know those things and I remain in an office under the guise of needing to prepare a speech for Sunday morning, I'm being disobedient. 
That's me. No one would ever light a light and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. Another confession. An unholy spirit has been telling me that if I put on a stand, what God is doing in my life, you're arrogant. That wasn't God telling me that. There was an unholy spirit that said, if you put your light on a stand, you're arrogant. Don't tell them what God is saying to you. Don't you share them visions that are crazy. Don't you ever. Don't give another word of knowledge. Don't prophesy. Because if you put it on a stand, you're going to become arrogant. That was an unholy spirit leading me in that direction. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit has been telling us from the beginning to put our light on a stand. And the Holy Spirit said, Scott, don't worry about what other people think about your light. Just put it on a stand, Scott. And so here we go. Amen? That's why I don't use props. I trip over them. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works. We got to catch that. We've got to go be the light. Like now. We've got to go and be the light so that other people will see your, yours. So they'll see your good works. Asterisk insert here. Good works do not get you to heaven. Good works do not get you more love of God. Good works may get you on a church board. If you can do it long enough, fake it till you make it. Asterix, good works does not get you closer to God. Let's look at what good works are for. You ready? This is why I set my light on the stand so that other men may see mine, insert your name, your good works. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That's it. Let me go back to my goal. Mandate from heaven. We need establishments 
entities, schools, homes, banks, hog farms, whatever. The establishments are out there. The entities are out there. It's time we infiltrate them in the name of Jesus. Because I know that there is a dark world out there. And I need those people. Sounds terrible. Who have not ever bumped into Jesus yet. To walk into your establishment, home, business, whatever. And if they come to this place, great. If they never come to this place, great. But I long for them to bump into Jesus and they walk into an establishment in this country or in this world and they say to themselves, wow, I have never bumped into a guy or gal like that. I have never been to a place like that. So it's time to start letting our light shine. Put it on stand so other people can see it and they come praise Hope City. So that you have more people in your church. So maybe you will get a book deal. I can't even spell, much less write. (laughs) But maybe... Maybe we'll put our light on a stand and men will praise us and we will get to be in the right circle of people. And maybe I'll climb the ladder. In this place, under the leading of God, the Holy Spirit, we are going to put our light on a stand. Our light is going to shine. Other people are going to see it. And people are going to give God praise. That's where we're going. It's time to go. Don't wait for a class to start. It's time to go. Jesus follower, you are the light of the world. Scott, what do I do? Where do I start? I'm going to give you two things real quick. And then we're going to pray. What do I do? Where do I start? That's phenomenal questions. To ask. And again, I can't just give you my formula. I can tell you it. You have to figure it out with you and God. That's why it's so important that we talk about hearing the voice of the Father. Like if we didn't ever talk about anything else on Sunday mornings at 10 or 9 and 11, that would be it. We need to hear the voice of the Father and we're going to help. Not that we're experts. We're just going to walk through what that looks like. Because you have to know how to hear the voice of the Father. I look around the room and I see people who shared their stories. And actually look around the room and I see people who even teach it. So in January, we're going to start teaching about hearing the voice of the Father. If you are a follower of Jesus, the Father is positioned on the throne just like this. He's like, oh, I, I long to talk to Scott. Today, Scott, wake up. Scott, you're not waking up. Have a dream. So we're going to start in January teaching how to, like, just 
Is this God speaking or me? It's a great question. We're going to do that for the whole month of January, I mean February, because in March we're going to start teaching your children and your grandchildren, all ages over there, how to hear the voice of the Father. It's imperative to walk this life. You must hear the voice of the Father. So we're going to teach them in March. You say, well, why don't we coincide and do it the same way? Because we don't want to screw it up, and we don't want y'all to screw it up. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to teach you guys the same thing that is going to be taught over there in the children's wing a month delayed. And here's why. Because a kindergartner is going to come home, wake up one morning, sitting down over the ego, and they're going to say, Dad, bring it. That was planned. See how good we are? Do you see how good we are? Praise Hope City. Now, if we were that good, I wouldn't be hiking my pants up every five minutes. We don't want to screw it up. We don't want y'all to. Um, The little kid sitting over the ego. Hey, Dad, I had a dream last night. And in that dream, I saw Jesus. And he told me that I was going to be an astronaut one day. We don't want Dad, who may never have heard the voice of the Father or been told that God speaks to us even while we're asleep to shut that kid off and then to shut him down. And that kid never longs to hear the voice of the Father again. So we're going to start in January. And it's so important for us that we're going to not only do like a Sunday morning, February 11th, if you write this down, We're coming back here into this very room, 6 p.m., for any question you guys have. i got a friend of mine who's coming on the 11th, and I have another friend coming on the 18th to talk to us about hearing the voice of the Father. And both of those evenings, the 11th and the 18th, we're coming right back here at 6 p.m. And listen, anything goes. Listen, we'll shut you down if you're talking about bears and goats and all that. We'll shut it down. Whoa. This is about hearing the voice of the Father. But what has held us back, what has kept us quiet, and what has kept our light from shining is we have put a bushel basket over it. We're taking the bushel basket off in the name of Jesus. Now, to my two things. If that's you, the bushel basket is over you. This is it. Sometime today, five minutes, one minute, get alone and say, hey God, I have a bushel basket over my light. What is keeping my light from shining? And then listen. Listen. Just listen. And then do or be Whatever he says to do. Whatever he says, go. What he has said to me, because I've been hesitant and going all, going all in with this thing. I've been hesitant to put it on a stand. And he said, Scott, if you're about advancing my kingdom, if you are about going anywhere in Jesus' name, 
And if you are loving people, then go and shine so that people will praise me. That's what he told me. What he tells you may be different, but I can almost assume that it will be along the same lines. And then this is the last thing that I'm doing because I heard the Lord say this. This is my aim. I'm not here yet. There was a man just like me, flesh and blood, born of a man and a woman, lived several years on this earth and he died and he's now in heaven. There was a man who took what I just preached and went and lived it. A human, just like us, he went and did it. And this is my aim because this man wrote about it. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. This is my aim. This is what God told me to do. This is who God told me to be. He says, therefore, I urge you to imitate me. This is Paul speaking. Paul, a man just like us. Paul said, I urge you to imitate me. You can read on in chapter 4, 1 Corinthians. He says, hey, listen, I'm going to send Timothy because he's somebody I love and is faithful. And he, Timothy, will remind you of my ways in Christ Jesus. That's my aim. Put it on a stool under the influence of the Holy Spirit so that men can see it and praise God. God has told me that what Paul lived out, you can too. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And then here's the last thing. I'm going to go listen to God. Can you see that light? Everybody see it? I want you to do something. I want you to listen to it. You hear that? I didn't hear a thing, did you? Hey God, what do I do? Where do I start? You don't have to say a word. Be the light. Be the light. It's a good thing we don't have to say much. 
Because we live in a day like no other that talk is so cheap. The good thing for us is light makes no noise. Be the light. Because you are. You are the light of the world.